We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do sh- he just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. We all lined up uh, behind the line of scrimmage here. Just before we start the show here and have a freaking awesome show, maybe our best show, an explosive show. Ever. I just want to make sure we're Am all lined up Am right good? here. Am I lined up? We all framed up right here. Okay. I don't want, I don't want any, uh, any penalty Cry. to be called Cry here. Cry baby bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! By the way, you guys, uh, you guys pushed us over uh, fourteen thousand YouTube subscribers, mm. so we appreciate you for that. O line committee, Phil Mackey. Uh, I peaked in eighth grade football. Jeremiah Searles <laughs> and Alex Spoon spent a decade and a half combined in the NFL. And uh, we'll get into your dumb football questions. We'll get into our picks, which are getting tighter because I was bad last week. But who's the mic to start this show here? Where we identify like good offensive linemen. We identify things on our minds across the football world, and Booney, I think you should start based on. Oh, you want me to go first? Phone you usually like slide in second or third. You're gonna bat lead off here. Here we go, boys. Who's your mic? My mic. Jay knows how I feel about receivers. <laughs> I do. I fucking hate them. There's like maybe six of them that I got along with forever. Who? Who, who are the six, by the way? Anquan, for sure. Anquan was a fucking dog. Loved him. Like the only receiver that I ever pulled out of a fight was Anquan Bolden. And I was, it was like, he was like Steve Smith senior type during games. He was so fucking fun to play with. Randy was another one. Hey man, see the hand, throw the ball. I was like, fuck, he said it. I'm all about this shit. See the hand, throw the ball. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Larry Fitzgerald, for sure. Wow. Larry, and he, the nicest. The, like, it, I can't tell you how sweet one person could be and still viciously violent in the next because he was low-key, like, tough. violent out there. He's a tough guy. I know. He was <sighs> the man. Um, Diggsy. <sighs> I fucks with Diggs. Love Diggs. Diggs was my dude. Young I'm Diggs. Not even, young Diggs. He's got a little, little no, more I lo- high I love young maybe. Diggs. Listen, love for anybody listening, Diggs. I don't change my opinion about you. If I fucks with you, it starts and it ends until I die. Like, I never – just because people think you change doesn't mean I think you change. Diggs, I love you, bro. You know I do. Uh, and six, I don't tell anybody. But anyways, this guy is just pissing me off. And he did since the time he got drafted by the Giants. And I knew from day one he was going to be trouble. And I remember I was doing a show with Amber Theo Harris, and I was like, this guy's just pissing me off because he can't even like show up to meetings on time. Like It's just the dumbest things. They ended up 
cutting him or whatever. Now we're trading him. They goes to the Chiefs. You're fucking offsides? Are you serious? So are we funny. even serious? Yeah. And I'm, listen, I understand in the motion. Like, here's another mic that I have. Everybody getting on Patrick Mahomes. It's like everybody wants you to go out there, give it everything you got, go as hard as you can. And the minute something doesn't go your way, and I'm gonna be honest, in that moment, I'd have been like, Hey, you really threw that fucking flag. Are you for real? Offense because I didn't see the replay on the field. I would have been saying the same damn thing. And if you say you wouldn't have been, you are a fucking liar because I know for a minute I'd have thrown my helmet at the ref. Like, I can't believe you would have the audacity to think of that dumb shit in this moment. You're wait till we get to the locker room. Ain't nobody holding me back now. Right. Then you see the replay. And now I just feel bad because you're like, dude, that in the moment you go to bat for your boys, you are like, I am ride or die with you. And then you see the replay and you saw you did it four times. And you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I can't ride with you anymore, dude. Like, gotta cut you now, buddy. And, yeah. and here's what I love. Pat came right out and was like, hey, man, completely classless. That was on me. I don't think it was great that the kids saw me like that. I was instantly like, all right, I'm back to being number one, Pat. Pat's, Pat's my dude. Like, he's the best. Knows how to come back and sway me back, like, give me big hugs and be like, I love you. I'm sorry. Big hugs, You're tiny right. kisses. I'm not even kidding you. Kadarius Tony. I hope they fire you. I'm not even kidding you. This shit annoys me. It annoys me because when you don't know this game and you call yourself a pro, you're a fraud. Fraudulent. And I don't give a shit. Wow, that was, that that was wow, dude! Just coming mood, out. Boys. The last two episodes, mood. you have just come out swinging. Tell dude. me I'm lying. Wow. Tell me I'm lying right now. Like in the moment, I would have been no, like him, and that's I why agree. people I, are like, "Oh, Patrick's so wrong," and I'm like, uh, "Are you well, serious?" In the I moment, get, they go offensive side because the, it's the moment I understand. It was the post game presser for me that I really had even an then issue they with. wouldn't have he not have time to show him. He, he came, came back, back the next day and said, "You know what? Next After thinking day. about it, okay. yes, but like, because you have they to show check him. your emotion even at the post game presser. No, no, I wouldn't okay. have. Well, that's why you, that's why, that's why you're you, and hey. that's why that's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no, I'm telling you that everybody's the same in that moment. Offensive offsides, you would have been hot for 24 hours until somebody said, "Jay, sit down. I need to show you something," <laughs> and then you would have been like. Well, really let me ask stupid. you guys this. This is where I, I want to pull back the curtain here because the, on that play, there's they've got like sideline footage and Kadarius Tony walks up and in the NFL in college and high school, if you're a receiver, you can look over. I want to talk check. about this before you go. I want to talk about that, this. But hold hold on. On. That, that line, that line that you see on TV does not exist on the field like you're looking over. Right. So you have to check, but you have to get the thumbs up back. That's, and yeah. he Did didn't it? get the thumbs Thank up back. You. That's what I was going to say is he just does. And everybody kind of does that it's kind of like a quick like i'm on boom i'm back over here do i think it's on the official no because the minute Kadarius tony looked down and saw that his foot was past the ball he should have been like okay now i feel stupid and at some point you have to start looking at like the centers all hold the ball differently at times they tuck it underneath them real tight sometimes the centers like kelsey hold it way out there and they wiggle it and they're doing things like dude this is strictly on Kadarius tony you have to know where you are lined up at all times. And if you are across the ball, clearly across the ball, or in the neutral zone, where we've known since, like, peewee football, you can't be – you can't – hey, you see this size of this football? You can't be on this line ever. Okay. Got it. <laughs> can't ever cross it either until they say go. Okay. Got it. <laughs> what the fuck is going on, dude? You got it. And that's why Patrick Mahomes is so upset because he's like, there is absolutely no way that one of my teammates – on the offense would be offside. Dude, when they showed it to him, do you think he was just like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Here I am again. Go, go you know, you didn't drop the ball. You just didn't even give us a chance to catch the ball, dude. Like, I, I loved how uh, I loved how Kelsey handled it. He was like, Grace one that'll never fucking count. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, dude, at dude. least you know that's a Cleveland response. But like, okay, <laughs> yes, I agree here at the moment, but it's like a the postgame presser I had an issue with. The biggest thing I had an issue with is when he went up to Josh Allen. Right? Like you went up to your a guy that you battle with constantly, and you're gonna have many AFC championships, and it's not a like, hey man, good game. Because you can say that one play of the game, yeah, like but like that was a great game. That was a great football game. And you go up to your guy that you've been there with, gone through tons of battles, ups and downs. You've won some, you lost some. And you don't even say, like, hey, man, good game. You just go, that's the worst fucking call I've ever seen. You know what Josh was doing? Like, tough shit, Pat. I don't know. We won. No. No. In the moment, I guarantee you Josh was thinking, you're not fucking wrong. Dude. No chance. You don't think Josh Allen understands? You don't think Josh Allen's mad that he walked over to him? You think Josh Allen gives a shit? No, but my point is, who cares? He's giving emotion, and people are like, that's terrible. And it's like, but what? He doesn't give enough emotion. He doesn't care enough. He gives too much. He's out of control. It's like, dude, in that moment, to win that game, to to be battle-tested, dude, I'm not saying he's bitching. I'm just saying I'd have been the same way. Offensive offsides. Offensive offsides. And I'm if I'm Josh Allen, I am so call it a legal formation. I'd be a lot cooler with it. How about that? Call it a legal formation. I would have had zero issue. I'm not even kidding you. Illegal formation, I'd have been like, okay, we're just stupid. Offensive offsides, I'm like, that is the call though. In the moment, you're like, dude, you're digging. You're Mackie, what do you got? Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me I'm a liar. Everyone's agreeing with me. Well, no, (laughs) the one thing you're wrong about, if you're hyper and all three of us in our different like you guys played football, I'm hyper competitive in my life, media, right? Josh Allen, I would assume, is hyper competitive. Yes. Oh, someone if if I beat you in something, and on my end it's media, we beat you in the podcast rankings, we beat you in whatever it is. And you come up to me after a good hard fought battle and we're gonna shake hands, and you're bitching to me about how you think you got one over, dude. Don't ever come up to me ever right. again after a game. That's what I'm, I'm not saying. I'm never golfing with you on TNT with Charles Barkley ever again, which they did last year. Okay. Don't we okay. beat you? Get the hell okay. out of my face. I would be furious. You're talking about Josh two different Allen. worlds, though. No, Remember, you're not. This no, is an emotional, not. physical oh world. God. And the minute oh, oh, oh you're not yeah. allowed to be upset. You're, you're not allowed are, to be upset because this to, call is never. That's why I said I would have been okay if you'd have been like illegal formation. People would have been like, fine. In the moment you say offensive offsides, I am going to lose my shit. And so would you. You'd have been like, I've never heard of this call in my life. Are cool. you serious? Who the hell could have been offsides? That's why you instantly get hot because you're like, wait a minute. We just scored and somebody was offensively offsides and you didn't stop the play before it started. Time out. I've been playing football a long, long time. See? You already got me hot. I ain't playing this game. You already got me hot because I would have been like, dude, just called an illegal formation and nobody asks another question. And then okay. all the and you're you hot and that's fine. Responses. But you now you're coming me. up. Now you're coming up to me on the other side. Hey, we I don't just really care a, what you think. Fought. I know we just won the game and someone screwed me. That's why I'm telling you. That's <laughs> well, what he's going. Don't ever. Then, then we're not friends anymore. Then don't that's ever come up to me going again. through his mind in the moment. We just won that game and somebody screwed us. And then when he found out. That he really just Listen. a dumb teammate. He was like, totally apologized to Josh Allen, totally apologized to everybody. And that's when I was like, you're back. I'm cool with this. I actually don't even mind any of this. It if shows that he cares probably person, more than everybody else on that team. There's one person in this league that can't bitch about getting calls. It's Patrick Mahomes. Well, just look be- back one more week. Look back the following week. 
dude gets murdered out of bounds. Should the Packers have ran up to him after the game and been like, worst call I've ever seen. I can't believe they would have done that. No. What do you think Patrick Mahomes would do? No. Oh, sorry. They did Screw it. You. That's yeah. It's the no. same thing, dude. It's the exact same thing. How is it any different? It's a blown call. This call was the right I call. I literally just this said was it because the of the right way call. that it went down. And it was an offside. You're out of your mind. Sides, and everybody was like, if he's offsides, how is there a play? And now everybody's just like mad. It's okay to be mad in football. It's actually normal. If you're not that's mad. Fine. But that's but what just, I'm saying. That's my mic. Not, you have to be able to still, in the moment, go shake your competitor's hand and be a man about it and not bitch to them about how you just lost because you got screwed instead of you Dude, got beat. everybody score earlier everywhere. Score earlier. Everybody's bitching. He's literally just hot about the call. And I was like, yeah, I got it. But my mic was Kadarius for actually being <laughs> off sides. Like, that's incredible to me. You got one all these we, people one, fighting one, all these wars, and you really were off sides. Like, one no. thing we can all agree on, Booney. One thing we can all agree on, Kadarius Tony. What are we doing, guy? Come on, man. You're the yes. one that started all this. Right? Thank I you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Okay, Jay, who's your mic? My mic, and I know what happened last week. I know it might be old news. But the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, and the week that they had, and I just hate that, A, I don't, and if you haven't read about what would happen, I don't really want to hash it out here, but what Sean McDermott said five years ago in a team meeting behind closed doors was not okay. Was Were you not there? Good. I was Were not, you? I, I had left this team two weeks earlier after I got put on IR. Shut I just, up. Wow, I just dude. missed it. Wow. I just missed it. So that all went down. That whole thing happened five years ago. And my mic is the reporter that decided to sit on it yeah. for five years and then decided to kick the dog when the dog looked down and waited for his inopportune moment that he felt like he had a vendetta against Sean McDermott and he decided now was the time to go ahead and release this. And I don't agree with that. And I listen, I'm not defending what Sean McDermott said. I'm not defending what he did in any of shape, well, shape or form. But I have an issue with the reporter that did this as a personal attack on Sean McDermott, of his character, of everything else. Not about football. Head football coaches can get crucified and they can get criticized about their on-field performance, how they handle football stuff. This was a direct attack on Sean McDermott's character. This was a direct attack on what he stands for, and I don't agree with it, and I think that it was a really shady hit job by that reporter. Yeah, that's Agreed. interesting. I, and, and so I'm on the – I went to journalism school back in the day. I actually left journalism school after one semester because I was already working in radio. I'm like, okay. So I tried to be uh, like advertising, <laughs> copywriting. But I did spend I one semester this. in journalism school. And I think, man, like as a reporter – you're getting all this information like throughout because you're plugged in, you're talking to people and you might like just to pull back the curtain on journalism and sports, which is far different now than it was when I went to school 15 years ago. But you're getting all this information. You might only actually report on five or 10 percent of the things that you're told or that you hear that you see. And you raise a really interesting ethical question of, boy, I heard this really hot, interesting piece of information. What do I yeah. do with it? Do I go with it now? Do I go with it in a year? Do I go with it when the subject is at their peak? Do I go with it when the subject is being piled on? Yep. And I mean, it is, yeah, I mean, it's a, I don't have a great answer other than it's a really interesting ethical question about sports journalism I just, when, you, it, when you go with something. I mean, it's one thing that like, if you want to talk about his play calling or how he handles games or anything like that, but 
like a behind closed door meeting and like hey whoever the leak is like that's crap like yeah. that it got handled internally and obviously it was an issue because it was five years ago but right. the, obviously this reporter's had this for longer he didn't just stumble across this there's no way shape or form that he's had this and it just all of a sudden he's like oh i just heard this random thing that happened in 2019 i'm right. just going to talk about it now it was a cold calculated move by him and i know that there's a vendetta that, that he felt like he needed to settle in some way shape or form I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I think it's I agree. a job. And and I I think this is this kind of goes off on a little bit of a weird topic, but it's kind of like that unwritten rule that when those doors are closed, whatever says kind of stays in there. Because at times people say stupid things, right? Yeah. Like everyone says dumb shit all the time. I'm not even kidding you. I do. You do. We all do. Coaches do. Coaches do. And the minute that people start saying what the coaches are saying inside rooms, and I like as a player, when you start finding out that this is getting leaked out, you start looking around the room real quick like, who the fuck is snitching in here? Why are these guys in here? And you get worried because you do say silly things sometimes. And you're like, man, this could always be used against me. And I really do hate that they can do that, the media. Come back and be like, well, you know, five years ago. Listen, if it was a fucking issue, somebody would have said something. I can promise you right now, there has been things that have said that are goofy and silly that if you guys heard would be taken so wrong and out of control. And we were like, dude, that's not even what we meant. But at the same time, like, I get it. People are always going to have a mole in a team. And when they do these things and they hear these things and they hold it for later dude that to me is it, it and takes again i'm not football. defending what john mcdermott said no but to, right? to hold no on one, to something like this and like, like throw it, it out later poor. it was very poor taste it was not well thought out none of it and again i don't want to hash it out because it's a very sensitive issue if you haven't heard about it go read about it i'm sure you could google it and find it but i have an issue with how it all started and that's my mic mm-hmm. is just the shoddy hit job there's also i have a mic for you guys here too but uh, i have an actual mic Two, I have two mics named Mike, actually, that we can talk about. Oh, really? Mike. But, but I think I would say this. Just you guys have lived in those locker rooms. I have covered football, baseball, basketball locker rooms and have been in enough that most fans and people would be shocked at the things that get talked about, the things that get, it's, it is literally just it's a it's a world full of adolescents in 300 pound bodies it's, or seven foot. It's its own ecosystem. And it it's, has to, it operates though. in the way that it operates, and it's always interesting when when and I and I do believe that we need good journalism, we need good sports journalism, we need truth to to surface and all those things. But also be careful when you pull the curtain back that like demogorgons come flying out at you, and it's like <laughs> oh god, you know, you got to be a little careful trying to equate like real world context with you know a meeting room in the NFL. So well, the hardest part was after games. Trying to be calm after games, right? Like they, you'd be trying to rush as fast as you can. You got ten minutes, and coach wanted to say something <laughs> for an extra five. So now you're really cut down to a three minute shower because if you don't, you're either so happy you're going to say something to get yourself in trouble, <laughs> or you're so pissed that someone's going to hear you say something to be like, definitely writing that in the first yeah. page. Of the Dude, paper. I mean, and, and to describe, so for a post game NFL, so media, the game gets over. You guys, it takes you a couple minutes to walk up the tunnel, up the steps into the locker room. Coach is going to talk, taking your tape off, showering. Like, this is all happening in a 15-minute stretch right after the game is over. And the media Mm -hmm. is waiting outside the locker room. Like rabid dogs. 10 to 15 minutes. You guys suffer. I see them through the door sometimes (laughs) looking like, what's going on? Hey, they're showering. They're showering. Get your notepads ready. Get your pencils out. (laughs) 
and media is cr- literally crawling over like half naked, fully naked bodies <laughs> with their recorders. Awkward, dude. And stuff. It got and awkward it, at times. And tempers are high. And and uh, and the, the McDermott thing was actually a uh, was a meeting. It was like a closed door game thing. Meeting. That's it why was, that's like, there. But it is. It's just a, it's a different world. And anytime you pull that curtain back. Regular fans and people are shocked, but it's like, I mean, this is, yeah. I mean, it's this is like the game and forever. the sport you love, and it operates <laughs> this way. So it's great. Um, Don't fly I, too close to the sun, people. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't, you will you land burn. so hard. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I'm going to give, I'm going to go, Mike. So Mike McCarthy was going to be my mic because, mm. you know what? I just, Mike McCarthy is now top 20 in, uh, in all-time regular season wins among head coaches. He recently passed Bud Grant, Sean Payton, mm. John Harbaugh, Joe Gibbs, Bill Cower, Marv Levy, Tony Dungy. Like, that's, that's a, where he's that's at. That's a lot of, that's a serious yeah. list right there, dude. That's, I mean, that's and badass. I can keep going. Hank Stram, like, there's Hall of Famers up and down this list. So I just want a, a quick shout out to Mike McCarthy for, hey, Dallas, a couple big boy wins, and we'll talk about them on a film review. But my yep. real Mike is Mike Vrabel. Mm. And you guys think stats are stupid. But smart analytical people have been telling you for years when you're down by 14 points, especially on the road, especially like as an underdog when you're not the best team, go for the two point conversion on the first touchdown. Yep. Because your goal isn't to tie. Oh, we got to score two touchdowns and tie. Well, the better team can still beat you in overtime or get the ball back. Go for two on the first one. And if you if you miss it, you can still get the second touchdown, go for two and tie it. But if you get the first two point conversion and you get the ball back, Go you win. can win the game. Go win. And the Tennessee Titans did this in the final three minutes against the Dolphins and snuck up and beat them on Monday Night Football. So, Mike Vrabel, congratulations Great. for playing Braves the numbers, playing the analytics, and winning that game. Look at the defense that he played in. And look at the yeah. fact that he's also one of the only defenders to have, like, 12 touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not kidding you. If Bill Belichick is your biggest fan, you're probably one of the smartest guys on any field. And the fact that he was just the smartest, toughest guy in the same person, like, one of these days, we'll talk about some Mike Vrabel stories from Ohio State that are just legendary. Get him on the so pod. fun. Get him on Dude, the pod. I, I, I will swear to God, he would be one of the best guests because he is one of the, the pod. He's one of the biggest football dudes in the world. Just talks straight, doesn't fluff it, like love him to death. And, bro, and to be – did you see that game, by the way? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I didn't realize there was two games going on at once. I was YouTube like, why TV, are they baby. doing this? YouTube TV, double bottom, oh. double bottom. Oh. Can you just put the Manning me. cast up there too on YouTube TV or just the game? It's I can only get much. the two games. I wanted no, to get the listen. Manning cast up too, but I couldn't get it up. I feel like if you put the Manning cast on though, you're not really there to watch it. You're there to more listen to what they have to say. Well, you know you're there saying? to watch Kirk Cousins with his Coles cash chain. Yeah. Is what Coles cash? <laughs> the bus with the boys. My, my guy, Will Compton, Taylor, they were on there, the Manning cast too. But That's awesome. To, back to your Mac McCarthy thing, and I know we'll get into it. Mac McCarthy? Mike McCarthy. At a boy. What you know, I know we'll get into on the film review, but like what he's done in Dallas and how he's reshaped Dak and all those guys, it's gotten to a point now where it's almost Super Bowl or bust for them, right? Like it, the idea of like this great season, they just beat a great team. Like everyone in Dallas, is like ah, I don't give a shit if you lose in the playoffs, you you're dead to me. But what he's been able to do down there has been really, really good and really cool. And like I said, can't tip your hat enough to that guy. Yep. Yeah, there's some clock management stuff that I still have questions about as you get into playoff season. You know, we'll is he gonna we'll is he see. gonna forget that he has timeouts left or something? Hey, we'll let's see. be honest. If them and the Niners meet at all in the playoffs, it is going to be a bloodbath. I can't wait. A bloodbath, and I am going to be front and center for it. I cannot oh, yeah. wait. 
popcorn ready. Oh, get ready. Chicken wings, popcorns. It's going down. LFG. Uh, if you haven't already, please click the subscribe button and the like button on the O-Line Committee YouTube channel and on the audio side. You guys are helping us grow that, too. Uh, we just launched this thing like eight months ago, seven, eight months ago. Uh, give us a five-star rating and a positive review, please, on Apple and Spotify as we look to make this thing. We, we want this thing to be like a relevant part of the national football content mm. scene at some point, and we're yes. working our way there. So uh, thank you, guys. Keep helping us out. And over at, I should mention this, too, oh, O-Line Committee, O-LineCommittee.com. We've got your online committee merch oh, just in time for the holidays. You can get your significant <laughs> other, get your wife a clean pocket club t-shirt or hooded sweatshirt She'd love it. She'd for the love holidays. It. Get your uh, get your kid a pancake hooded sweatshirt. But mm. you can go olinecommittee.com for uh, for merch. And, and tag us. Stuff. If you get it, tag us in it. Show us a picture in it. We'll share it out there. We'd love it. Absolutely. Appreciate Show it. us your pancakes hooded love sweatshirt. Love it. Show us your yep. cakes. Pancakes. pancakes. Show us your cakes. All right, boys. <laughs> Show us your cakes. It's time for the picks here. We'll go through the record from last week, and this is the first yeah. You know that'd be great. uh, That'd be great to go through the record. This is the first week where I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I'm like the Miami Dolphins, man. Like I was rolling in (laughs) September and October. Like here, this is great. I'm running into cold weather games now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Running into Mike Vrabel in December. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went two and two last week. Jay went three and one. Booney, you went four and zero oh last you week. You are welcome. That's a big so, week for Booney. Told you, buddy. Got to hit it in December. Yeah. So uh, we're picking straight up here, which is why our records. What's are, the records? What they are? Thirty-eight and eighteen for me. Thirty-five and twenty-one for Boone. So you're now just three games back. Jeremiah's thirty-three and twenty-three. He was five hundred like a couple weeks I'm, ago. I'm, like, I'm coming back with storming back. You're the Packers right now. Yeah, kind of. I'm, well, I'm on a, up, I'm I guess. Jordan Love ish. Mm. <laughs> until they met the Giants, until they yeah, met Tommy DeVito. That's true. Tommy, so by the way, Tommy is, hey, Tommy by the way, listen, can we just make a new mic for Tommy DeVito's agent? Like that could no, not be. Stop no, it. I don't no, want to talk about no. Sean Saletto anymore. I'm so tired. I had I'm so not many saying people it's a good thing. sending me pictures. They're like, why aren't you like this guy? Wait, why am I not like that guy? No. <laughs> With a fedora talking on the side. Oh, he's right here. He's right here, mom. He's right here. We're right here. <laughs> What the he's, hell are you dude, talking to somebody on the side dude, of your client is right there? I got told that he's been inducted into the Italian Hall of Fame. Whatever what? that is, whatever that is, I was oh. told that Chancellor has been inducted into the Italian Hall of Fame. Whatever that means. Who no else probably been a made Italian man now. He's probably a made man. <laughs> dude, I mean yeah, that dude broke the internet. And like as an agent, I'm just like, I mean, okay, sure, but like it's never supposed to be about you. Like Ever, 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 ever. Okay, and, one of and, our one oh. of our producers at at Score North on Purple Daily, AJ Fredrickson. I got to give him credit. He came up with a great Super Bowl commercial ad. So you know that for Jersey Mike's, Danny DeVito is the main spokesperson yes. for Jersey Mike's. Yeah. How about it? Jersey Mike's Super Bowl Sunday? Danny DeVito and the entire DeVito family. Tommy DeVito, the dad, who's like, the Giants are scoring touchdowns. He's like, everyone relax. Relax, calm down. <laughs> Getting kissed on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, all right. Gotta so, Jay, it. you're five games back. Booney is three games back. I am still at the top of the uh, standings here. We got four games. We're picking these things straight up. By the way, we'll can s- Boone can Boone just acknowledge the fact that we peer pressured him into a win last week? You're welcome. Like we did. <laughs> we were like, "Come on, do it, uh, do it." And he's like, "Oh, fine, okay, fine." You're right. Coward. See, you guys are cowards. <laughs> 
We got Ravens at Jaguars Sunday night football. I think that is uh, – let me just see here. I think is, that's a Sunday uh, night football game. Is Trevor Lawrence playing or is he – what's going on here, man? He played last week. Okay, well, we went from one play. Everybody's doing prayers and all this. and takes him 30 <laughs> minutes to walk up the sidelines. To the next week, he's out there throwing 50 balls. I mean, dude, you can't have me up and down like this every Dude's day. He's a warrior. I'll say that. Dude's he is for absolute sure. absolute warrior. Guaranteed, but get him a cart, will you? Get this man a cart. Seriously, I'll, I'll take the Ravens. By I'll, the I'll way, go first. I'll re- go first. Regardless, I'll, I'll go first. I'm going. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I just watched last week's game, and I know they had some up and downs. That that weather was that game made me want to play again. Like you watch yeah. games like that, and you're like, dude, I could probably do it. I could probably do it. It's like, you know, you just watch all these guys covered in just mud, and they're all wet. You're like, dude, this is what it's about. But just the way the defense is playing, and offensively, there's. Lamar Jackson, he's just at times, dude, he is so unstoppable. And it's so fun to watch him. And I think that that's – they're one of the tougher teams in this league right now. So I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, I want to take the Jacksonville. I want to take them with my neck tat. But I just – I can't I can't go against the Ravens right now. They're just no, it's playing, tough, dude. They're playing too good of football. And to watch Lamar Jackson at times where you think he's dead to rights in the pocket, right? Like, oh, dude, he's toast. And then within three steps, he's got like six yards of separation <laughs> from everyone. Yeah, right? Like Aaron Donald nuts. is like reaching for him, and he's just like, no, two steps this way. And Aaron's just falling on his face. And you're like, dude, that's the best to ever do it. Like that dude's already wearing a gold jacket. And you're he just is. like yeah. slowly walking away from him at full speed. They're just playing too good of football right now. Jacksonville's defense has been really suspect over the last couple of weeks. I like Baltimore in this game too. Yeah. Yeah, Booney, go ahead. I was going to say, gotta... well, you were talking about um... – Jacksonville's defense, but not only that, but I worry about Trevor too getting hit. I mean, Baltimore at times has shown that they can get after the quarterback. And you talk about a team that has has had a tough time keeping their quarterback healthy. Yeah. Like and that's Kirk, one of those Kirk yeah. being out was a big hit too. I didn't yeah. realize how I big forgot of a about hit. that. Like, yeah. I thought Calvin Ridley, like, okay, maybe it's your time to shine, Zay Flowers, but no one really answered the bell for the connection that Lawrence and Kirk have had. I don't know if he'll be back or not this week, but that's a huge absence in that offense. Yeah, Yeah, I think just I I got the Ravens, too, as I said, but I think we're starting to the NFL starting to sort itself out here pretty clearly. It sure is. The 49ers are sitting right up there. Dallas has now was with an impressive win over the Eagles. I think the Ravens are definitively the third best team, if not the second best. I got the Niners. Number one, the Ravens are in the three. You could flip flop Dallas if you want to, but those with, are the three best teams in the league dude, right now. I I just I I try and imagine what this offense could be like with a stud running back, right? Oh. They're doing it by committee, right? Mm-hmm. Mitchell, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, like dude, you implant like McCaffrey. a Saquon, or you implant like a, even a Josh Jacobs, like and it was supposed to be J.K. Dobbins, right? Yep. Like you implant one of those dudes in this offense, look yep. out. Yep. So um, okay, let's go to Cowboys at. Bills, mm. both coming off huge, huge victories, but emotional in different ways, like Cowboys keeping their division and for number one seed hopes alive. Bills keeping their playoff hopes alive. Uh, Bills hosting this game. I'll go again first. Uh, as much as I don't want to do this, because you know I'm a huge Josh Allen fan, I got to go with the Cowboys. The way that they came out last week and just put the foot on the gas from play one. And I'm not saying it was the cleanest game, but... Going in at halftime, 24-6, I was like, holy shit. Is Philly really this beat up and that bad down, or is Dallas really this good? And you just you go back, and some of these plays with C.D. Lamb, dude, oh, my. The connection is starting to get insane. And it's like, okay, okay, I see what everyone's saying, and that's why I'm telling you that if they meet in the playoffs with the Niners, it's going to be a clash of Titans. Yeah, 
I bet oh. against Dallas last week because I said they couldn't win the big game. I did. I can't do it again this week. I can't go against them twice. They proved me wrong last week. They proved me. They And you talk about what rattles Josh Allen, what makes Josh Allen throw picks, pressure when he's running, he's trying to force things down the field. I just think Micah Parsons and that group up front is going to try and really get after Josh Allen here. And Dallas is just going to be a little bit too smothering. Wow, strategically. Uh oh. The, the smart you thing could take to do us here, right here, Mackie. No, could. the smart thing would be to just hey, I can't lose a point if I pick the Cowboys here. But you know what? Okay. I've got cojones. Okay. Cojones. <laughs> my middle my middle name is Big Balls. <laughs> Phil Big Balls, Big Balls Mackie. Mackie. That's right. Yeah. Give me so the the Buffalo Bills right now, based on tiebreakers and conference record, are eleventh still in the AFC, even even after the game against the Chiefs, they're in the playoffs right now. Like they, mm-hmm. these are desperate games for them. And based on everything that Jay talked about in Who's the Mike, they are in rally for Sean McDermott mode right now in that locker room. Whether it whether it works long term or not, I could still see him getting fired if they miss the playoffs. But right now. They are in rally for Sean McDermott mode. They already said his Give job the bills. Safe, they came out. He's they came out last anywhere. week and said his job's safe. Sean's not going anywhere. Wait, no. how many times have you heard ownership groups no, say, No, this oh, is one of totally those ones safe. they couldn't go back on this. Listen, like, this, I, I have a lot of respect for that, that organization. I, yeah. I played in it for two years. I think it's one of the best-run organizations in the entire NFL. They were always very truthful to me. Everyone I've talked to said they've been truthful, so I will stand with Boone on that, that I think sure. what they say they roll with. That's I know fair. that uh, now if they lose the, out, now if they lose out, oh, no, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. lose Things out. Could change. Right? Yeah, no, like, if, they yeah, go... if it gets disaster mode and they're losing by 50, that's a different conversation. But that's not going to happen because Mackey's going to pick them to win. He clearly yeah. hasn't lost the locker room Come on, uh, based on what we saw. Uh, by the way, their schedule, they, they still have to play. So they play Dallas. They do play at the Miami. disaster Chargers, Miami at the end of the season, but they get the Patriots. So they could they could run the table. They could. They beat this. The, what are they already predicting that week 18 is going to be them or Miami for the division? For the last meal. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be, dude, that's another one, dude. I, I, I got to be honest. Since Tom has come out with his mediocrity, it has gotten to the point where guys have been like, you know what? You're right. We need to start killing each other a little bit more. And <laughs> yeah. people have been laying some fucking boomsticks. I'm not yeah. kidding. Dude, every time a quarterback gets hit, I'm literally looking in the side of the TV like, is there a flag? Is there a flag? No flag? Holy shit. There, these dudes are out here killing each other. I love it. I love it. Bears and Browns. This game is on Fox at noon. I haven't seen the broadcast last. I could see this is this feels like a Kenny Albert game. I'll right go here. first. Kenny, it's Kenny Albert. It's the Bears and the Browns on Fox. Oh, I could see this. Who hey. Bear, Bears and Browns? Who do you got? Browns. I'm going Browns right here, right now. I think defense. They're playing well. Joe Flacco will call you out of fucking retirement and sometimes how you'll throw 300 yards, two touchdowns. Like, I don't know what's going on over here, but I think that what they have going and everybody in that city is starting to rally around. Obviously, they love the Browns and they love winning. And it's weird seeing Joe Flacco in a Browns jersey. I'm not going to lie. It is very – great, isn't it? You no, know, it is – it's for me personally, it's weird because I played him as a Raven. I grew up in Cleveland. Like I'm like, dude, you're almost like – not ever going to be allowed back to Baltimore. <laughs> They're literally going to be like, no, fuck you, dude. You can't ever come back here. But I got Browns. See, I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to take the Bears here. I think what they've put together over the last few weeks, such an impressive win last week. Montez Sweat has reinvigorated that entire defense. And Justin Fields running around, doing what he does, the connection, the emergence of Cole Komet. 
He has yeah. been such a weapon for them lately. And then obviously DJ Moore is one of the top 10 receivers in this league. He's playing like it. I like what the Bears have going on. I like the Bears. The Bears are five and four since the since week four. Since they yeah. they started 0 four, they're five and four since that start. They've won three of their last four, including wins over the Vikings, wins over uh, the Lions. Uh, they had a two touchdown lead on the Lions late and blew it. So you I could you could that, argue yeah. that they should have won that game too. <sighs> Man, I'm gonna go I, the, Cleveland's defense and Joe Flacco. I know, dude. He's like the professional stabilizing quarterback that they apparently needed. You got to remember, though, they're down like three tackles. Like they're 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 wheeling on the edges. Joe looks pretty bag- mobile at thirty. I don't dude. know. Like, dude, they, the Jag- who's fine. rushing the passer for the Jaguars? Exactly, <laughs> Josh Allen. Precisely, <laughs> Josh right. Allen. Josh Allen. But he's like, the same he, doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. No, he's not. He's better. He's not as good as Sweat. Well, sweat I, right I, now. I'll, I'll I will go, say this: Sweat's playing out of his mind. Hey, Mackie, did you get any Chicago defense today? Did you pull mm-hmm. up any of the Bears defense? Oh, for clips, films? just the for offense. Our, okay, because yeah. dude, Jay's right. Montez Sweat coming there. That's like at be... first, I was kind of like, "What's up with this trade?" But then he just that's was like, one. "I'm here," yeah. and now it's my show. And yeah. I was like, "Dude, get him away that's, from that's other." That's something big I want. Stars. That's going to be a film review I want to do in the off season. Is looking at the difference between the Bears in the first half of the season versus when they got him and just the difference that one playmaker like that can truly make on a defense. Yeah. This is such a, this is why we picked the game. It's such a coin flip game. Uh, There's some that Cleveland has been able to just keep winning with missing pieces. And that's my logic is Cleveland home and they're well coached Uh, Broncos at lions, a couple teams that are fighting to the lions have been sputtering lately. Broncos fighting for playoff position. It's a Saturday game, I believe. Broncos. All right, I'll go first. I'll go, I'll go first. I haven't gone All first right. yet. I'll go, go first. Where is it at? Is it's in it's in Detroit, which I'm I'm gonna take Detroit here. I think Detroit is if they have any hope of making a run to the Super Bowl, they have to start getting themselves back on track right now. Right? That team is talented enough to do things, but Jared Goff has been regressing over the last few weeks. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what's going on, but I think that this is the ultimate get right game. If they lose this game to the Broncos, they're in serious trouble. Like, I think last week was more of like a high alert button. Like, what is happening? The last few weeks really have been like, what's going on? I'm picking them this week because I think if they win this week, they get back on track. They're a legitimate threat in the, in the playoffs. If they don't, they're done for. So I think that they all know that in the locker room. Everyone's feeling that. That's why I got to go with the Lions. All right, Mackie, who you got? I'll go. Let me go next. I'm picking the Lions. For all the reasons Jay said, they're more talented. The, the The peak version of the Lions is two levels above the peak version of the Broncos, I think. But we haven't seen the peak version of the Lions in a month, maybe. Yep. Their defense has been getting carved again for like the, well, I was going to say a third straight year, for like the 50th straight year. Um, and here's something to watch, okay? So they're at they're at nine wins. They're, they're guaranteed a winning season. But if if they don't beat Denver at home, they're playing a division game in Minnesota in two weeks in which they might be favored on the road there, but the Vi- the Vikings are feisty top five defense, Brian Flores, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at Dallas in week 17. And then a game against the Vikings in week 18 in which the Vikings might oh, yeah. be dying to get into a wild card spot. So th- like this schedule, because they didn't make hay against the bears and the Packers. Now they're stuck having to probably beat desperate fringe or solidly in playoff team so just something to watch for the lions the next month mm, so there you go those are the picks here 
Well, let's Boone's answer some. Boone's oh, by the way, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going with the Lions for all the reasons that we oh, said. I think. I think. Okay. A, no, <laughs> it's going to be a home game. Dan Campbell's going to throw coffee at him and be like, "If you don't win, I'm going to kill all of you." I swear <laughs> to God, I'll have a lion eat you in the locker room. Oh, so man. they're they're definitely going to. Like, that's why I want to know where it was because you know Detroit's going to go crazy. The place yeah. is going to be rocking, dude. Anzalone's probably going to get thrown out of the game. Like, dude's literally getting every other penalty in the game. Like me, me, Are you serious. Do that on me, <laughs> dude! Oh my God, this <laughs> literally forearm shivers a dude twenty yards out of bounds. What? You can't do that anymore. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dan's alone. Dude's, dude's playing NFL blitz out there, dude. Yeah. Somebody stick up for some of these guys, will you? Jesus Christ, okay to throw a punch at a linebacker's face. <laughs> so, all right, oh, we'll God. see how those picks shake out. Let's get to some dumb football questions here to uh, to wrap the last like fifteen minutes of the show, boys. You can always hit us up. We we do dumb football questions every single week, every single episode, and uh, we 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 usually take them from the YouTube comment section. So put them in there. We're stockpiling them, and we yes. get to as many as we can. So all right, Charles Miller wants to know what do you guys or what do teams and players think about dumping the head coach in the middle of a season? Any stories or or anecdotes? I've never been on a team. I've never been on a team that's been had a head coach dumped midseason before, um, so I can't really speak on it. You know, all I can think of is you know we've had I've had coordinators that have gotten dumped midseason, um, but you know I think the overarching theme is it goes one of two ways. One, everyone's like, well, the season's over, let's just get our paychecks and keep rolling through here and go home. Two, it galvanizes a team. Hey, we're all we got. This is all we have. Let's find a way to make the best of this. So I don't really have any great anecdotes or anything with that just because I've never really lived it. Yeah. So I think this is an interesting question, especially because of what's happening in Carolina right now. I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but somebody tweeted the team and was like, call better plays or something or call plays like you're coaching for your life or something. And, so, and the wife tweeted back and was like, we already got fired. <laughs> Literally, they told us, you're fired. We just need someone to call plays. And so that's a situation where it's like, this is this is bad. Like everyone's getting <laughs> fired. We're all out of here. At some point, you start to think, is Bryce Young even going to be there next year? Because stop. We joke. This is 2023. This has already happened to several quarterbacks. New coach. Tell me I'm lying. New coach. New quarterback. New system. New everything. New me. Yeah. This is not a joke anymore. When I went in the league, it was kind of like a joke. Like, oh, you know, we're all going to get fired. They don't give a fuck anymore. And I don't blame them. I know how loyalty is in this league. If he was loyal to them, what makes me think that he's going to turn around and get me? I They just fired his friend. And now yeah. I just got rehired as his friend. I'm not an idiot, dude. This is the real business of football. You don't, We don't have to lie anymore. It's true. Will Bryce Young be there next year? It depends on the next coach. If he comes in and goes, yeah, I want to keep this kid. If he goes, no, I want him out, <laughs> guess what? You might be drafting another quarterback. Yeah. Tell me Arizona didn't like... do it five years ago. They did. This has already happened. It, the precedent's been set. Once somebody does it, everybody has free reign to do it, and it doesn't seem weird anymore. The, That's the, how the NFL is explained by a GM to me. Believe me. I'm not an idiot. When he was like, buddy, as long as someone's done it before us, we don't give a shit. Why? Because it's a precedent. People don't make big, crazy things when it's already been done. It's the first people that do it. And everybody did with Arizona. They were like, wait, what? What? But everyone was like, yeah, you're right. Kyler Murray's so much better. You're right. This was just such a great pick. Dude, this is – and, yes, I have been on a team where you fired your head coach midseason, and it was kind of a very different weird of events because by then the team was, like, really fed up and frustrated. And, like, 
we just want to win and we just feel like we could be doing more and we feel like you guys are coming down on us in a different way like there were all pro players that were kind of told you're not doing enough you're not giving enough and they were like what do you mean i'm not doing enough i'm literally making 15 tackles in a game and they were like more can be done and it's like the fuck is this like it's just eventually people just peek out and they're like dude i'm good and it was weird because i was young and i was just like what am i doing and all the guys were like just shut up and sit there and i was like okay and they were like you know we fired mike and you know we're gonna go forward with this guy and this is how we're gonna do it and it ended up being uh jimmy tomasula who took over and jimmy was a very different dude jimmy was all about is he in the italian hall of fame dude jimmy tomasula is easily probably the highest member of the italian hall of fame like he was it. one of the most italian Chest dudes ever. popping out just that dude if pull up a picture right now pull up a picture of jim tomasula go ahead right now google it jimmy tomasula and you're gonna be like oh my gosh it's great His, he had that he, caterpillar mustache he would right? come What's out he doing now he'd have the button down and it would be full open with the chest hair hanging out he'd be like hey guys how you doing what's everybody doing today huh everybody having fun right now and he was just one of those guys that was great so when he came in he was like hey let's just go win a game huh let's have fun and it was it was a lot of fun and then the next year we brought in harbaugh and it was obviously different after that but it's um it's different you know some teams go crazy and coaches come out and they're like hey it's time we start doing this and we felt like we can do this and sometimes jay's right you just look at carolina like they they fire their coaches and they're still losing like it's just it's yeah usually what happens control. i feel like is these you mentioned arizona and carolina there's others too where if you're an organization that's drafting a quarterback desperately hoping that that quarterback's going to change your franchise and change your culture that's when you get into trouble and that's when expectations yeah. get set way too high but if you're like look at san francisco look for instance. this guy Look at this I told guy. you, dude. Oh, He's here we beast. go. Hold on a second. He's... Let's put this up. Jimmy Tom Sula. Look at, look at this guy. Jimmy Tom Sula. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Uh, chest hair hanging out. Hey, I come up yeah. to you. Hey, gay. Hey, hey, gay. Hey. He, but you know what? I'll tell you this about Jimmy. One of the greatest guys because he loved your family. Like, he'd come up to me and be like, hey, how's Johnny doing? How's mama? She good. I'm like, yeah, Jimmy, she's good. I just got my ass kicked in one on ones. Who gives a fuck? Like, hi, Jimmy. <laughs> tell her I said hello. Tell her, tell her, tell her. Jimmy says hi. Jimmy. Does Jimmy speak in the third person too? Seems like he might. Just like Jimmy Seinfeld. Like, Jimmy likes those he likes extra meatball for Jimmy there. The remember, remember that Seinfeld? His name was Jimmy yeah, too. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's got to go work out. <laughs> Jimmy uh, loves to work out. Stuart wants to know locker room music. Who is uh, in charge? Best, oh. worst? Anyone get banned from the Augs Chord? Locker no. room music. Thoughts? You can. You there? I think when we were in Frisco, there was. Um, it was mostly Ray McDonald who like would take care of the music and it was anything loud. We went through a Ric Flair phase where if it had <laughs> Ric Flair saying something, it definitely got blasted in the locker room. Yeah. Like it is some of the most intense music you have ever heard. Cause some of it you can't even find on Spotify and I don't know where they get this shit, but it was incredible. And they'd be like, Hey, listen to this real quick. You listen to like three three verses and you'd be like, I will kill anybody. They'd be like, right? Right? Like, dude, what is this? And the funny thing was, like, at times the coaches would come in and be like, God, you listen to this shit. How do you listen to this? God, God, I can't be here. And then I figured it out. I was like, oh, it's coach repellent. It literally gets all the coaches away coach from repellent. them. Because they would come in and they'd be like, oh, God, God, did he just say what I think he said? But yeah. Definitely said it twice in a row. <laughs> they would never come back. It was amazing. 
I I don't know when the shift happened. It happened sometime when I was in the NFL. And Booney, maybe you can help me with this. Somewhere between like 2016 and 20, 2018, somewhere in there, there was this shift of we all listen to our headphones, we all listen to our own music, we all do our thing, to when everyone felt that it was now time for everyone to listen to what I was listening to as well, and who could get the bigger speaker. Mm-hmm. And it drove me bananas. Because when you <laughs> have eight different people with giant speakers in their locker playing eight different songs, it might as well be an airplane noise. Because yeah, yeah. it's just nonsense. And it used to make me like want to scratch my eyes out. I hated it so much because I don't want to listen to your music. I want to listen to my music. That's why they created headphones, right? Headphones are meant for you. you now, there's a voice. time and a place. Yep. There's a time and a place, right? I think that in a weight room, like a weight room's different. And that was always like we had White Boy Wednesdays, like because they'd allow like, <laughs> was like be country like, music. Country music. What? Yeah, they called it White Boy Wednesdays, it was country music. And then other than Jason that, Aldi. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, it, like you'd have like the kids from the Midwest, like, yeah, put some Tim McGraw on. <laughs> and of course, everyone else, and like the receivers, the DBs are like, this is what are we listening to right and then it'd flip and they'd put on like migos one time i'd be like this is awful like they're not <laughs> saying rah, 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 rah. like they're just mumbling like it drove me nuts so i was always an edm guy still am Boone is too like electronic dance music i think it's the greatest workout music i think it's fantastic i find like Boone said i find random like hour and a half long playlists on yeah, not on Spotify on SoundCloud, and like I'll just blast them in the gym. And I've converted everyone at my gym here in Lincoln. I lived at five thirty in the morning, and I walk in. I'm like, Club Searles is here, boys. Better be ready to go. And like everyone that's like in that time, like hated it initially, but now they're like they'll come up to me sometimes when I don't have the music, and they'll be like, Hey, put your shit on. I'm like, got it. Only needed one. Needed one person to give me the go ahead. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> Uh, we've got, uh, I'm going to save these other ones cause Boone had, to, you guys are, this is agent time of year. You run an agency yes. and, and Booney runs a training facility. So he had to jump on a call. So let's wrap this podcast. Yep. We've got three film reviews coming down the pipe this week here. And again, uh, a five-star rating and a positive review for us on Apple podcasts and Spotify. And also click that like button and the subscribe button here. It's and the buy some merch. committee. Yeah. Olinecommittee.com. Your official merchandise hub here this is an offensive line lifestyle podcast